Welcome to today's episode of Women's Football Success. I'm your host, Lynn Marie Liberty Ellington. Today's episode is 2014. We've got a lot going for you today. Real quick, I'm going to go over a disclaimer. I am an attorney licensed to practice law in the state of Arkansas, but I'm not your attorney. If you need an attorney, um, find somebody in your area with knowledge about the area of law you need help in and in your jurisdiction. All the information that I provide here on the website, blogs, etc., on our print and digital material is all business information and does not create an attorney-client relationship between us. With that being said, I'm going to go over a couple things today. Um, episode 2014 and 2015 are starting this new year. I did um, two interviews, one with Kern County Crusaders out of Bakersfield, California. And then I did an interview with Sun City Stealth out of El Paso, Texas. They're a new team. Super excited about these guys. It seems like to me, just kind of a, a, a forward to the interview, Kern County Crusaders is on the ball this year. So, you know, they've decided to tackle their marketing this year. And if you go on to WFA Facebook page, you can see there where the Kern County Crusaders were featured on the news um, earlier. I guess when you guys hear this, it'll be January 2nd or 3rd. Um, so um, they're getting out there and getting into the community and letting people know about them. With regards to Sun City Stealth, I'm going to put their interview on next week's episode, 2015. They are a new team out of El Paso, Texas, but it seems like they have their stuff together. They've got a really good business management um, staff that is working hard to get things done quickly and correctly. Um, you know, I guess correctly is a relative term because, uh, you know, a lot of the teams kind of do kind of have the autonomy to be able to do what they want to do. But um, with the idea of everybody's working together towards a similar goal. So we welcome them to the WFA. I'm going to do a couple things today. Um, I'm going to break this up a little bit. I'm going to talk about this week in the WFA and also kind of do a recap what you need to be doing um, with regards to this first week of January and fundraising. And then in episode 2015, I'm going to get on to player fees, practices, player camp. So let's get started. Real quick, I wanted to share with you guys some things that are in the um, news or on the WFA Facebook pages. In the last couple days, I know that Derby City is holding um, player evaluations. We also have a shout out for Caitlin Erickson, who was featured in U.S. Lacrosse uh, Magazine who is also a female football player for the St. Louis Slam. And it was nice of them to be able to, um, looks like they allowed her to be in her Slam uniform, even though it was in a lacrosse magazine. So shout out for that. And let's see here. We got one here. Katie Sowers talks about Surface Pro 7 on YouTube. Um, as people know, or she's well known from the WFA, she now coaches for the San Francisco 49ers. Shout out to her for making great strides in uh, females coaching in the NFL. Also, the Western Connecticut Hawks um, started their practices on Saturday. 
shout out to them. If you're interested in being part of the Western Connecticut Hawks, which is Waterbury, Connecticut, um, send them a message via their Facebook page and get connected with them and, and see what they need help with or um, I'm sure they need some more players still. Most teams do. And then I want to do a shout out, kind of a whoo whoo, to um, the Grand Rapids Tidal Waves, Grand Rapids, Michigan. They donated more than a thousand toys to Helen DeVoe's Children's Hospital. That's a lot of toys. That takes a lot of effort, and um, really proud that they put that much effort into. Um, that program and um, getting out into the community and, and just promoting the community involvement. If you want to see the Mississippi royalty, they were featured on radio, um, another radio show, ESPN Radio. Shout out on uh, December 20th. If you want to hear that um, radio show, you can go onto the WFA Facebook page and there's a, a full show there. Awesome, awesome stuff happening in women's football. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get you guys going on a couple things about um, where your team should be at right now. And then I'm going to get you into the Kern County Crusader interview that we did last week. I just want to share with you guys a couple things. I've, I've talked to several teams and... I want to just put a bug out there. If you guys are under 30 players, if you're if you're sitting under 30 or let's say under 35 players right now, even if you're in Division Three, um, I would suggest either holding another tryout or allowing potential players to come to your open practices and try out there. The reason why is now that we're getting into a lot more marketing and social media of the teams, a lot more people are going to be seeing posts about the teams, and you'll have several people, you know, maybe five to ten more women that say, hey, I didn't realize I missed the tryouts. Is it still possible to join? If you're sitting at those numbers, I highly suggest that you recommend that they come out and join the team or consider taking on more players because of um, we're still in January and we have to get to April and you I, the division three people can have uh, 35 players so if if you're sitting at 30 now or 35 and you have five to ten injuries you're kind of behind the boat at that point and it's hard to catch up when you hit March and April so if you are 35 and below on players right now let's go ahead and try to have another tryout the other part the other component of that guys is if you have 35 players and you have, say, practices three days a week, chances are not all of those players will be able to come to every practice. So if you're getting, let's say, 60% of 35 players coming, you're sitting at about 20, 25, well, 20, 22 per practice. How are you guys going to practice offense against defense especially when you don't know which particular players are coming. So you might have a ton of offense players and no defense players. And how are you going to practice, you know, 17 offense against three defense? So you really need to have more players out there to be able to have effective practices as well. Okay, with that being said, 
Um, it's now the beginning of January. It is time to get fundraising. Um, if you haven't started already, there's a couple teams that have already started doing some parties and some fundraising for their local area, and that is great. But we need to get some more teams out there fundraising. You need to start raising funds now. Um, if you're new to women's football, it depends on obviously what division you're in and what um, your expenses are. But a season is going to cost you between twenty-five and seventy thousand dollars. Twenty-five thousand and seventy-five thousand. Okay. So I understand that some of that is through player fees. Some of that, some of that is through sponsorships, but. You need to have most of it coming through sponsorships because it's a ton of money to have to raise. And if you, um, like most women's football teams, um, there's a lot of upfront costs. And so by the end of the season, a lot of teams are um, light on their bank accounts and or players and or um, activities that they, they've planned out for the rest of the season. You need to be aware that, um, you know, even with the regular season, you have playoffs coming. Typically what we do in our organization, and I, you know, hope other teams, you know, they might have other ways. And if you want to share that, please feel free to do that. But what we do is basically uh, game four. We look at our record game four. If we are doing excellent, then we need to start fundraising for playoffs. Um, and you guys might have another way of determining that for your team or for your organization. But if you are hitting mid-season and you're doing really good, then chances are you might be going to the playoffs and you need to start doing some more fundraising beyond what's going to pay for regular season. Because the, the playoffs, the postseason, is considerably more travel cost. Now, yes, the, the league, the WFA, provides some travel um, monies to go to the team, but it's minimal. Okay. It's not going to pay for plane tickets for the whole team to go somewhere. So if you are in a situation where, for example, you're going from, I don't know, uh, New Orleans to Boston, I mean, that's a trek. It's, it's not going to be, you know, a $50 fee per player. It's going to be an expensive, um, expense for playoffs. For first round of playoff. So um, these funds need to be gotten earlier rather than later. So that's really all I wanted to share on that as far as, I mean, obviously, <laughs> we're talking about playoffs. Um, are you laughing at me over there? But, you know, obviously we're way ahead of playoffs, but when it comes to fundraising, we're never too early when it comes to women's football. So I'm going to kind of close out for here right now and let you guys listen to the interview that I did with Kern County Crusaders and um, learn about what they're doing this year. So welcome back to Women's Football Success. This week we have on the show the Kern County Crusaders from Bakersfield area. Is that correct? That is correct. Awesome. Awesome. So um, we have several people on the line today talking to us. I'm going to start out with Coach Ryan Brandon. And what do you coach on the team, sir? I am the, the defensive coordinator. Defensive coordinator. So what got you started in women's football? How did you find out about it? And what do you like or don't like about women's football? I moved to Bakersfield about five years ago. Um, I've been coaching football for about 15 years and with my 
schedule. I really couldn't coach in college or high school anymore. Um, and they came out with a brand new team, and I heard about it through a newspaper and made a call and interviewed, and I've been with the, the Crusaders now coming on our fourth year. Cool, cool. So what do you like the most about coaching women? Uh, the athletes are sponges, and what I mean by that is they just want to soak up every little bit of information of football, how to play the game, the knowledge of it. Uh, these are athletes that, as we know, are, are proving people wrong that this is a sport for women. And they, I just love the fact that I don't have to deal with high school boys that have been playing since they could walk and think they know everything. I mean, these women really just are here because they love the game. And it just makes it so much fun as a coach to be able to, you know, teach them what you know and uh, help them succeed on the football field. It, it, it's very rewarding. And what would you say is the, the thing you don't like the most? Hmm. You can get candid if you want. <laughs> uh, well, it, it does make it hard um, when because a lot of these women are first-year players. They've never played the sport, never grew up. Some, some don't even watch the game of football, but think it's really interesting. So... As a coach, you're out there and you're talking football terminology and the girls sometimes are embarrassed to stop and say, well, I don't know what that means. And so I keep running on and talking football terminology and next thing you know, you're seeing their heads explode because mm-hmm. you know, they don't ask the question. Um, so sometimes that can get frustrating. But, you know, yeah, running a play, you're, you're talking football because you expect them to know and they don't because they're first year players. Right. And I've never anything lower than the high school level so I've always coached experience Mm -hmm. so that's the frustrating part is sometimes I have to sit back and realize that they don't understand what I'm talking about here and I've got to stop practice and and explain and not necessarily frustrating but those that's probably the biggest thing we run into that uh, slows down some of our progress sometimes Mm -hmm. are you are you pretty good at that I mean do you do you lose your temper or do you are you pretty good at kind of honing in be honest I think if you were to ask these girls when we started three years ago, it'd be a whole different story. Yeah, okay, good. Um, I definitely learned and grow with these women. and But yes, early on it was hard. I was a little bit more of a aggressive, kind of raising your voice a little bit, mm-hmm. getting after it. Um, but like I said, and you can talk to the women that are sitting in this yeah. room with me. I think that I've improved, and I've only improved with their health. Mm-hmm. Um that's awesome. Hopefully they'll say that right No. Um, well, and I'll, I'll st- I, I shared on the women's football success. I found um, if anybody wants to go visit the Kern County Crusaders on their Facebook page, um, I actually ran across a video somebody posted of you um, actually going through and talking about the proper stance and, and the proper hand technique for, um, for hitting. And I love it. And so I can tell... Um, just from this video, whether you were that way before or not, that um, the ladies are standing there listening to you and you are trying to demonstrate that. And I'll tell you, that's one of the biggest things, and I'll talk to the ladies about this in a minute, but that's one of the biggest things about women's football and coaches and players realizing that, and I had to do this with my husband, you know, the same thing. You know, he, you have to realize that the women are volunteers they want to be there 
you know, they have other things they could be doing. So we have had a couple coaches in the past that talk down to them or, you know, disrespectful. And it's really a different, my husband said it's really a different animal trying to coach women because it's not because their dad made them come or because, you know, they've been doing this for 10 years already. Um, they want to learn it. And um, so you have to get that kind of that switch, that mentality. So I can tell that you, whether you were that way before or not, that you've really learned that. And that is so appreciated by players. I mean, obviously, um, sometimes when it's game time, you know, we get a little uppity. Get out there. You, you know, you missed your block, you know. Um, but in the practice, in the learning, um, I'm really um, glad to see that. And I just happen upon that video. You guys, you know, that's awesome. So, um, I really commend you for being able to step back because a lot of men can't step back and say, I can't be macho about this. Right. Um, no, you, you can't. Um, but that's what I really love about it. It's just, you know, we're, you know, you, everyone throws around the term, you know, family and this and that, but we have some really close, uh, friendships on our teams that oh, we've yeah. grown over the last couple of years. And one of the other things about coaching women which you've been around the league a long time, is these women love to make me blush or get embarrassed. Ah! Like, they find jokes and they find ways and they make fun of me, but it's all fun and games, but they understand that there's a switch that needs to be turned on and turned off. When, when we're getting down to business and we're running a drill, great, but, you know, I like to try to start every practice with a joke, you oh. know, and then they, they may come back with one and I may get a little embarrassed or these, you know, these are women, they get a little... Um, uh, what's the right word, ladies? Uh, a graphic and joke sometimes, you know. But vulgar? No. <laughs> yeah. But they, no, they, they. Some of them really enjoy trying to embarrass me. A oh. Bit. Yeah. But it, it, it's fun. It makes it fun. But we can joke around. But it's time to run a drill. It all stops, and we get it done, and then we move on. So I guess that would be the other thing I really enjoy about this is the camaraderie that we have. But the chances we get to poke fun at each other. Uh, but still get the work done. Well, mm -hmm. and before I move on to talk to the ladies, tell me real quick, how would you feel um, the direction of your defensive coaching is going this year? You feel like you're actually being able to progress to some more advanced things, or are you guys changing, you know, changing things completely? Or how do how do you feel the defense? Well, we're not going to change things completely, um, but. We are getting more advanced, and uh, we're moving forward. But it was really great at the end of this season. I had a lot of defensive players come to me and go, Coach, we're ready for more. Mm -hmm. Like, we're ready to, you know, do some different things. We're, we're ready to handle it. So, yes, our, my defense this year will get very much more technical, and the play, the players will be making the checks on the field themselves. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I yeah. believe that, you know, I, I can stand on the sideline, and I can play a call, but I'm not out there playing. Mm -hmm. So my defense is is very predicated on what the players see, and I allow them to make the changes. Now, if I think they made the wrong change, I'll let them know after that series. Mm -hmm. But I believe these players are more, I don't know, I guess more involved and more excited about playing when they feel like they have a chance to make a call and make a play and make a difference. So like I said, my defense will be more sophisticated, but it'll be, the players out there making the checks awesome. as they see. That's awesome. So, and how how many players do you think you have right now? Are you, are you guys going to have to have some players go both ways at this point, or what do you we, think? We will. 
you know, we're like high school. You know, some players will play both ways. Okay. You don't want your best players off the field. Um, we have a list of about 49 right now. We're nice. probably going to think probably around 30 is our goal. So we probably have about 30 players. So we will have a lot that play one way, but we will have a lot that, that don't leave the field unless they need a break real quick. Excellent. Well, I re- And I like the fact that you guys, you know, obviously you guys have learned throughout the years that, you know, having 35 players really means by April you're probably going to have about 25 to 28 because of injury or school or not being able to play for one reason or another. So it sounds like you guys are really, you know, making strides in and going the right direction. That's awesome. We are. We're really excited about this year. And so I understand that you guys have Jordan and Juana there with you. Um, let's let's go with Jordan real quick. So I understand that you are the owner Zach's sister. Yes. Yeah. I actually um, my first year that I played football, I actually invited my brother out to <laughs> come practice because we needed more coaches, and he came out and he and Ryan hit it off, and and Zach was under Ryan's wing for a for the season, and then. The next season, Zach decided he wanted to start his own women's football team. Gotcha, gotcha. So what position do you play? Or what positions, I guess I should say? Um, I've played a little bit of everywhere but line. Okay. Um, my primary position, my first few years playing, I played quarterback, which I, I enjoyed. But I also wanted to get the defensive side of the ball. And uh, my all-out position, if I can choose one, is going to be linebacker or tight end. Okay. Okay. So not big enough for the line, and you like some aggression, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah, just a bit. A little bit. So share with us, so what year is this for you? Year five. Year five. five. Okay, so you you played for a different team and then moved over here. Yeah, yeah. So what what do you like the most about women's football? The fact that we get to play and <laughs> um, don't have to worry about somebody saying you can't play with the guys anymore, you, you're, you're too small, you're going to get injured or anything like that. Sometimes I'm a little more nervous about playing against other women than I am playing against the guys. Uh, <laughs> right? Like- yeah. There's, there's some women that, you know, they don't care. <laughs> no. No, you would think you're playing with a full-grown old man. But, um, no, I actually, I just enjoy the sport altogether. Like, I grew up always wanting to play football, and my mom's like, no, you're a girl, you can't play with, you can't play with the boys, you're going to get hurt, you're not as tough as you think you are. And then um, when the, we got the first team in Bakersfield, I was so excited. I wasn't going to play originally. And then my mom's like, you should go. And other people were like, you should come out and play. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll give it a try, and I fell in love with it. That's awesome. So, sure. So, if you could give me one or two things that um, maybe are disappointing or that you don't like about women's football, um, the biggest thing out of all honesty that I don't like about women's football is the drama. Okay. As being an adult and always playing in a sport, I played sports all through high school and everything. I, I uh, unfortunately haven't dealt with as much drama as I have on a women's adult women's football team as I anywhere. That's my, that's my biggest thing is, is the drama that we've uh, overhauled the last few years. Do you want to share some details? I'm writing a book. No, I'm just kidding. 
just yeah no don't share any details we all and you're right um i talked and i talk about this with almost all the teams and i i'm pretty sure that they're getting it is that you know getting 40 women to work together is a very difficult thing very difficult um so i commend the coaches on being able to sometimes it's like herding cats for us um you just gotta you just gotta keep us all coming in the same direction maybe not even looking at each other no um but yeah no you're you're absolutely right and that's a lot that has caused a lot of friction in women's football whether it's team to team or inside of teams so yeah hopefully you know as the years progress we can fix that a little bit because i mean you know you talk about you know you look at nfl and i'm sure that they i'm sure I mean, we know that there's some players that don't like other players, oh, yeah, but they still definitely. survive and they still uh-huh. win games. So yep. they must have some secret about. Uh, they, they hate each other. They, they give a high five at the end of the game and they move on. Right, right. Yeah, that's not going to happen in women's football. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of my things, like we've had, you know, well, I'm not going to mention any teams or anything. We've had issues with teams. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is about a game. We're all striving for the same thing. Let's make a good mm-hmm. competition. Let's have a good, clean game. Who wins, who wins, who loses, who loses. And mm-hmm. we move on. And yeah. next time we play you, it's going to be twice as hard, you know? Yeah. Well, and I hope that, you know, as we progress, um, the maturity and the professionalism, we can... But it's it's hard. I mean, like you know, everybody comes from different walks of life, and they may not uh, deal with things this, the same way as other women. So I get it. Even coaches. Yeah, definitely. Like like one thing that with um, we had mentioned with Ryan is how like one of his things that he had a hard time with is like I remember our first my first season with him, and I'm like, who is this guy? Like, this is our first year playing football. Like, mm-hmm. we're not, you know. 20 years old and have played since we came out of the womb. Right. Uh, but, like, I, I will um, give uh, Ryan, like, a, a good pat on the back with how far he's come as a coach. Oh, he's a big boy now. He is. He is. He really is. Big boy in women's football no, and I'll tell you, I mean, to kind of touch on that just a little bit, you know, there are some coaches out there and they don't understand, like, when you when you're dealing with high school and you have you know 150 guys on the freshman team, you can say get down there and do this because I said so. And women just don't react to that. They'll be like, kiss my whatever. No, like I remember there were a couple times he got mad. Like we just went over this two weeks ago. I'm like, that's two weeks ago. We learned five other plays since two weeks ago. Yeah. Well, so and it's really come a long way for sure. So real quick, so, and actually, not to toot my own horn, but I have a free football 101 little guide. It's like 10 pages long, and everybody can have it for free. For all those newbies that um, come on, I mean, I get down to, like, there's four downs to get 10 yards. Um, So if you have any new players, I know nobody wants to ask questions and they're embarrassed, especially women. They're like, well, I know you've gone over it 10 times, but which one of you is the quarterback? (laughs) You know, I mean, they don't want to, they don't want to ask those questions because they don't want to be embarrassed. I've had girls that like I've recruited and they've actually come out and play and they're like, well, I don't know anything about football. I'm like, you don't have to know anything. You can learn. She's like, I don't even know. Like, do you, do you like score points? Like, is it a goal or is it a touchdown or is it this? Or is it like, like baseball? I'm like, no, but, and you just kind of explain it. 
to them, you know, like, and then they're like, oh, okay, and then they end up coming out, and they enjoy themselves, and they learn the game of of, of football. Well, I'll share a quick story real quick before we get on. But I, the first year we came to the Dallas Elite, we were notified, of, you know, like February 6th, please come help us. And we found out we had like nine players and we recruited a bunch of players in, in a real short amount of time because we just didn't want the season to be ruined for the team. Um, yeah. And it was so funny because we were playing, I mean, they, they trained the girls, but we were on a shorter timeline. And so they would just say, okay, you, if somebody comes through the line, you go attack her. And yeah. at the end of the season, she comes up, she's, I didn't even know I was the linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> because at that point, it was just kind of like praying and, you know, just getting people to do things. We, we couldn't name things and we couldn't go back to, okay, and this is a holding penalty and this is what the referee is going to do and you know all the stuff but yeah she's like oh my gosh i'm a linebacker it was pretty cute but um not that it was safe but and i don't recommend it to anybody at home but no <laughs> but it does happen i mean in women's it football does. It really does. Yeah. so um but it seems like you guys are really kind of ahead of the ball and getting things going so he said that you guys have quite a few girls so when do you guys actually officially start practicing or have you already I no, well, we have our Saturday practices. It's not mandatory. We try to do a little bit of off-season work on Saturdays. You can come. It's great. Um, so we try to build, especially like with new girls, even with returning players, try to build our knowledge and our experience and being able to um, get out there and learn new things. And so when it comes season, we're not having to spend as much time to explain everything. We're able to like fully practice. So we're doing that on Saturdays right now. And then as far as I know, we will start official practice the second week in February. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Well, that sounds great. The, um, real quick, I'm going to switch over and talk to Juana, Miss um, Juana Sanchez. So what position do you play on the, uh, the team? Uh, offensively, I play wide, wide receiver. Defensively, I play defensive back. Okay. So do you like it? I absolutely love it. I grew up in a small town, wasn't allowed to play football with the guys so when I learned about it five years ago I um, actually knew the husband of the previous team or the, for the owners mm -hmm. he was one of the transportation bus drivers I went for schools and so he told me about it and that's how I was like okay I'll come check it out and I fell in love with it that's awesome so were you guys it looks like here on the website so you guys did this um, you took some gifts to is it a nursing home Senior it was living. For a, a senior assisted living. So uh, I see all of you like all is that all of you guys are like in the elevator together? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we all we sit in the in the elevator. We might have hit capacity on the way, but not sure. <laughs> <laughs> so so share with us so and also so other teams, if they were wanted to do something like this, how did you do that? Did you call the the senior living center and then and coordinate that with the players that were able to go or how did that work so what had happened is we our social media director johnny had reached out to an organization uh gifts for seniors uh, i don't remember the exact name and we linked up that way and what happens is people donate gifts and just toiletries or this or that and we went and picked up all the gifts and then took them to the senior living and handed them out is that you on the elevator? Yes. Oh, see, I can see why you're easy to blush. You're a redhead. 
I am a ginger and I am <laughs> Irish and I blush very easily. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Okay, so um, sorry, I just I just went off topic. So that wasn't a question that Jana was or Juana was gonna answer. I have a girlfriend named Jana. She spells it similar. But um, so share with me real quick. Um, do you guys do you do any training besides the practices that they're holding on Saturdays? Uh, are you, if you're talking about individually, I play soccer three days a week. Okay, and do extra running on my own. But as far as the team right now, no, we just um, are doing Saturdays. We do have uh, the athletes that will get together and maybe we'll go over whiteboard work or watch some film. Uh, but right now, it's all voluntarily. Uh, we got a lot of athletes that lift together in the gyms and we kind of gotcha. coordinate that and say, hey, maybe instead of this workout, try to you know do this one that's more football specific. So, okay. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. So, Ms. Sanchez, if you were to think about where women's football is going to go, do, do you think we're going to do you think we're going to be on television? I think so, definitely. With so many teams that are out there and on the in the compassion that the girls have for the sport and what they want, I think we will definitely be on TV. May not happen in my time frame, but <laughs> but yeah. They're they're taking it serious. They want it. Well, yeah, and I, I think I think that this next two to five years it's gonna happen. You know, a lot of people and I don't know if you guys knew that women's football's been around for like fifty years. Um yeah. but I'm guessing that you guys still go around Bakersfield and you know, they don't know anything about women's football. And most definitely, most definitely. So what do you guys what do you guys think that uh you know you're your keys to getting out there and communicating with the um, community. Are you guys able to get out there? I know you did the senior living. Um, do you think with that? Having, Go ahead. With Johnny taking over our social media, it's helped quite a bit because now we're getting our names out there. We're reaching out to more organizations to do volunteer work, and it's it's helping us. We're mm -hmm. having we have more opportunities. We have reaching out to the media, radio stations newspaper, news stations, and it's getting us out there. So, and in years past, you guys have had less players. Is that correct? Yes, yes. So this is kind of the first year that you've been up at the 40, 40 to 50 range? Yes. Um, yeah. Is we, that... We raise a lot of uh, interest. Yeah. You know, we've, every year we've improved our record mm -hmm. uh, for wins, and, and that's important. And being established now has really brought a lot of more players out. So do you feel that that's more of the players talking about it, or is it social media is the way to go? It's definitely more of the players talking about it. Because, you know, you score, you score a touchdown, you want to go home and you want to brag to your friends or you want to show your video, of, you know, your highlights of the, video, of, of the game. Mm -hmm. You know, between social media and your family and friends, I mean, we talk about it a lot. We, most, of, most of us girls, that's all we talk about is football. Yeah. So someday if you could get paid to play, would you do it? Heck yeah. <laughs> it's awesome, isn't it? It's just crazy oh, that they're... Love it. Go ahead. I absolutely love it. I mean, I'm, I'm older than most right now, and you know, I'm hoping that it comes around in two to five years that we're on TV and I'm still kicking and playing. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So real quick, um, hold on. Jo uh, Johnny had to go, right? 
Yes. Social media. Yeah. So she's their social media lady. I call her social media girl. Um, she sounds really young. She's, uh, you know, I'm getting, my birthday is coming around in the next couple of days. So everybody sounds younger than I do. Um, it's just, we won't even talk about it. Um, so <laughs> one of the other things I wanted to ask you real quick before we get into more of the business side of it is, are you guys keeping these jerseys? Are and they are awesome. Like the the two sided pants. Is that still in the works for this year? No, no. Stamping no? our jerseys. Yeah. Oh, okay. We will keep we will keep the same colors, but we are going to more of a traditional look. Um, huh? So gray pants, blue jersey, gray helmet, and when we're on the road, we'll be like a uh, color wash. We'll be full gray. Yep. Yeah, I love it. Well, and that we're going we're going more traditional too. Um, you know, we had some fancy dancy stuff going on on our jerseys, but yeah, we're going more traditional. But I love this where the one leg is the different. The only thing I would change is like I do like different socks. Right. For a real. No, I'm just learned that you know <laughs> as the season goes on, you bring players on with a more traditional uniform. It's a lot easier to turn around than it is what we had before. You know, so if we get a girl. Or athlete that wants to start with us, and we're two weeks away from our first game. We can get a jersey within two weeks, where those ones were like six weeks. Yeah, yeah. So that's why we've kind of changed what we're going to is for Excellent. more flexibility and quicker turnaround on jersey times. Excellent. See, and I love to hear that business part of it because a lot of people don't, you know, a lot of people don't get that part of it. Um, and you're absolutely right. And sometimes we actually we've had to order, like, you know, you have to. Have, order some extra smalls and some smalls and mediums and larges because you just never know who's going to come two weeks before uh, game day. But I do love the, I mean, I love them. I mean, you guys, you guys could maybe do a silent auction and, and sign some of them or something, but those are awesome. That's a good idea. <laughs> Girl, I got ideas. No. Um, so real quick, um, not that we're done yet, but I want to talk about January 11th. You guys have, I mean, it looks like a meet and greet and a barbecue, and I wish I was in California. You can always make a trip out here. It's a couple weeks away. I know, but I, we have so much tra I I really try to save my travel between now, because, you know, we, we might have to travel 10 times um, oh, yeah. between now and July, so... Um, I try to save it. My, actually, I have a friend that lives in, in Sac, so, um, but I haven't seen her in a long time. But you guys aren't far from Sacramento, right? No, we're about four or five hours uh, north of Sac south of Sacramento. Okay, so I don't want anybody to reveal any kind of schedule if they already have it or not, but who do you typically play in a season? Well, we play basically almost every California team, whether they're Division One, or Division II. Uh, we go out to... Phoenix, Nevada, Vegas. Um, we're so, hoping to get up into Oregon and okay. to play some Oregon teams. Mm -hmm. um, so, what's your longest? What's your longest travel? Is it Southern California? Our longest? Yeah. It, uh, Reno is about eight for us. Phoenix is about eight. We uh, we've gone out to Utah our first year that was probably our farthest okay but, uh, we're, like, within a 10-hour drive gotcha where we're going okay so you guys might have some chains up change-ups on your uh on your schedule this year hmm. yeah. yeah interesting 
Okay, so let's talk about this uh, January 11th barbecue. Tell us what you guys are doing and what it's going to be like. So it, it's another chance for us to get out in the community and let the community know who we are, that there's an actual women's tackle football team in Bakersfield. We, uh, we reached out to the media. We're going to have media there for that. We reached out to the mayor uh, and the... Uh, district attorney and um, chief of police and uh, they're all trying to make it we got a bouncy hut we're going to come out there with the kids but it's it's really come out have a good time get a free meal um, if you're interested in playing meet some of the players if you're just uh, a fan of football and want to see what it's all about come out we'll have a flag football game where just not just our players but anyone who wants to play we'll just get together and run around and bang on how many hot dogs or hamburgers we you know how, how quick we are gotcha so share with us, so that's going to be at the Emerald Cove Park from yes. 1 to 4? Yes, 1 to 4. Okay. Well, it sounds like you guys are really getting things done. I'm so excited for this year. And um, I'm, I'm just so excited to hear you guys are sitting at 40-ish, you know, 45-ish. That's amazing. Um, all those girls yeah, I, yes. I, I think that 45 will turn into 30, but that's right. No, yeah, and that's I mean, and it does, it does, and that's why you have to be at 45, maybe even up to 55, because it does turn into 30, 35, um, for sure. But the good thing about it is you have in you have until April. What is it, April 1st? You have to lock in your roster for division. I think so. It's a couple days before your first game. Yeah. I think our first game, the schedule hasn't come out yet, but usually it's, you know, April 4th, I think is a Saturday. Mm -hmm. So I think that first day in April is probably when our first game will be. Awesome. But the schedule doesn't officially come out until January 11th, the day of our uh, event. Gotcha. Okay. So, okay. So you'll be, everybody's going to be excited. It's so funny, the frenzy that happens when the schedule comes out of all the players. Um, who are we going to play? Um, well, I really, you know, I really appreciate you guys coming on the show. Before we go, um, I want to be able to, can you, you guys want to share your social media, like how people can get uh, connected with you via, I know you have Facebook, Kern County Crusaders. Do you guys have a website? It is, it's kerncrusaders.com. It's actually in uh, maintenance right now because we're getting ready to update everything. We just got our field for the season and, and everything else. So there's not a lot of information on the webpage right now. Okay. Um, but we're getting the pictures of the girls and getting the bios up of the players. So that should be fully up and running in the next week or two. And then Instagram. Okay. Yeah, we have Instagram and we have Twitter. Um, to be honest with you, I don't remember. <laughs> handles are, but I'm sure it's current crusaders or current county crusaders. Okay. And real quick. So I, under, I, I noticed that you guys are a nonprofit. So you're going to, you're typically going to set up a board to run that um you guys take donations oh yes <laughs> she's like uh yeah <laughs> um so what um tell me the things that you guys need the most is there something that you guys need more than something else uh well you know the first answer you know it's always money right mm -hmm. for the mm -hmm. uh, we're really looking out looking into you know vans or buses for road games okay we're, we're looking at hotels the big thing for us is is a, is little things of what do we need on game days um towels uh athletic tape mm -hmm. um gatorade uh those, those are the things that 
you don't think about, but it adds up when you play eight games and, mm-hmm. and you got all that. But for us, it, it's how do we manage these road games because we do not want these players to pay for that. You know, that's part of our job as an organization. Gotcha. Somebody has a dog. That's okay. This is a family yeah. business. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, but those are the big. The big ones are yeah. How do we? How do we let these girls? or athletes, I should say, not pay for anything. So we uh, we book out, we pay for 10 rooms on, on road games. Okay. Um, and the girls choose and bunk up. If they want to bring their husbands or anything, they got to purchase their own room for that. But right. uh, we supply travel. Mm-hmm. And uh, Do you guys typically hotel. travel by van? Uh, in years past, it's always been carpool. We haven't had the fundraising to do it. But this gotcha. year, we, we believe that we will. And we'll either get a an actual team bus uh, for the games or we'll get a couple vans. Okay. okay. We'll talk a little bit more about that once once we stop taping. But um, I because I just talked about it with another team. But um, some ideas that we have that, that we've used in the past um, that might be a, a cost savings for you guys. Um, but... I'm so glad. I'm so excited because I actually d- talked to somebody from the Kern County Crusaders um, about a year and a half ago, and it seems like you guys have really. I mean, you're just moving in the right direction. You were doing good before, but you guys have really made strides. Um, to be honest with you, in the last two years, and I'm, I'm super excited to see what you guys do this year. And um, you guys got to get some good jokes to embarrass this guy for sure. Um, <laughs> If you guys are going to be at the championship game this year, whether you're there, I always tell you whether I whether I'm going there to to be in the game or or, or just watching the games, um, I can you know do an audio on you know the 50 yard line and tell you some jokes if you want. Yeah. Just to embarrass him bad. Embarrass yeah. Him. So. One thing we like to try to do on the uh, embarrassment level for uh, Coach Ryan here is we always make bets with him on how we do if we do something right and Oh, okay. Um, so we try to keep practice fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get down to business, but also days we have fun with it. And uh, one of them, we made a bet with them that if we what was shut it? out, if if we shut out the first half in a game, that Ryan will um, show up to practice in a tutu and a tiara. Okay, so those are the pictures you need on Facebook. Well, they're they're, they're somewhere. <laughs> So if we have some uh, ladies listening that are in the Bakersfield area, um, what what type of ladies are you looking for as far as do, would they come to like an op- a practice and just do a tryout at a practice if you still if they were still interested or? Yes, um, like I said, the January eleventh is a big one, but like I said, every Saturday we do, and we 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 don't necessarily say, hey, you got to be able to do this or do that. Anyway, we, we welcome everybody. You want to learn the game of football, we're here for you. Uh, you want to play, we're here. Uh, we, we, we don't turn players away at this point. You know, uh, We're only on year four. We take everybody, and if they want to be involved and show up to practice, we'll do everything we can to make you a better athlete. Yeah, even if, um, like, we have people, young girls, like, I know I have a friend that her daughter wants to play, but she's only 16 years old. We definitely always welcome anybody to come out, even if they don't want to play, but they want to participate or help out in any way, shape, or form, whether it be game-based stuff 
or just helping out at practice or anything like that. Like, it's even if you don't want to play, but you want to be a part of the Kern County Crusaders, we always welcome people to come out. Okay, that's awesome. Well, I really appreciate you guys coming on today. You guys, you guys have a great rest of the week. Go ahead and stay on the phone after we're done. <laughs>